Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome once again to the I'm Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people who proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, this week, one of the hardest working people in Rotary joins me, Drew Kessler. Now, I say this with the highest form of flattery in the world. Drew is a walking, talking billboard of Rotary. I mean, my God, this guy is at the Council of Legislation. He's helping all over the country with pets and with training. He's going to be active on the board with Jennifer Jones's year. And by the way, he squeezed in a little time to talk to me. So join us, won't you? Drew Kessler joins me this week on the podcast. And as always, I'm so happy that you joined us too. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm super excited about today because we get to meet the other side of Drew Kessler. In fact, I'm I'm even going to throw him up out of the bus right here in this introduction that we have to keep this podcast on schedule because Daddy Kessler has to go pick up his kids at the bus stop at 335 Central Time. And I think that is the cutest fact that I've heard about Drew Kessler in a very long time. He, of course, trains Every single pets, I know I'm being facetious, but it just feels like it uh, during pets season, as he calls it. And roles are reversed. I'm super excited about this because this is now my third uh, international rotary vice president that will be on the show. Uh, I'm super excited about it. And he's back so Gwen, to talk if, to me. If I could, if I could just. If I can correct you real quick, because I I don't want to mess up titles. So I will be a director. I will not be vice president. um, (gasps) No, that's true. That is true. I apologize. We have a we have a woman, woman, president, vice president team next year under Jennifer. But you're our highest ranking guy, I guess, is is the nice (laughs) thing to say, Um, because I want to talk about the board and you, Drew. Welcome to the show. And interrupt me anytime. I love it. I, cause I feel that there is like six weeks there where it's the Tom Gump forward slash Drew Kessler show across the United States training <laughs> and um, doing all kinds of stuff. So you're finally sitting down and seeing your family again. Welcome home, Drew. How, how was this festival season? <laughs> yeah, listen, it, it was it was an incredible time. It was the first season, if you will, in many, many years now because of obviously COVID put a delay in things. So it's nice to, to be back with the members, right? And, and that's what it's it's all about. It's always what it's all about. And being able to, to attend pets, live pets. I did virtual pets this year. Um, but there's nothing like being able to embrace people and and have that that personal feeling of being with them. Being able How to many spend pets did you do? How many pets, honestly, did you do? I mean, so we're I, joking in, and having fun. Yeah, no, no, in, you did in, a person, lot. in person, I only did five. Um, and my goal this year, as it will be for next year, is I wanted to do all the pets within the two zones that, that I'm part of, right? Zone 28 and 32 in the Rotary world. Um, so if you were having a multi-district pets and it was going to be in person, I wanted to be there because I thought it was very important for, for me to be with everybody and not just kind of come in, give my little presentation and leave. I wanted to spend as much time as I could at each of those events. So um, the majority, I, I came in right when it started. I left when it was over and I was at hospitality uh, rooms every, every night when they were offered. And I was with the uh, Rotarians till the wee hours of the morning, which is is what I enjoy. And, and that's how you get to know people. Oh, my God. 
So, so this was a light season. I mean, wait, so you, this, we've obviously been off for two years and it was all virtual last year and pretty much in quite a lot of places the year before, but before the COVID world kind of shut down the face to face, were you still doing as many of these? Is this, is this a, is pets been a thing you've done for quite some yeah, time? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been for some, some time now. Um, every year it varies a little bit, but it, it's been, uh, it's, it's a six to eight week period where it's basically every weekend you're somewhere else. And some weekends you're at multiple places. Um, and it's great. It, it's just such an opportunity to, to see the incoming leadership of our organization. At the end of the day, it's all about the club experience and the people that you have the opportunity to be with at pets, which are the president elects of our clubs are going to be the ones who make the difference in the coming year. They're the ones who are going to motivate our members. And they're the ones who are going to keep the, the, the organization moving forward. So I think above all, it's a tremendous opportunity to, to motivate and to, and to inspire um, our incoming leadership. And, and I tease you and, and lovingly tease you about all the training that you do, but in between, I think it was just, uh, as we're recording this, it was just a week ago, were you not also a part of the council for legislation, which is a thing that I don't think gets enough love for the record for all the Rotarians hearing my voice out there. We have this thing called the council of legislation, look it up. And it's kind of like our Congress in a way, I think it's, it's kind it's, of an easy it's way. Par- to say. It's the parliament of rotary um, yeah. that comes together once every three years there's a representative from each district in the in, in the Rotary world. So there's 537 delegates. And we deliberate about enactments that are proposed by clubs and by districts to change either the Constitution or the bylaws of Rotary International. Which is so serious pretty, stuff. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty heavy business. Um, and, and it's pretty amazing that, number one, things that you would think should be there, shouldn't be there, just coming up now, right, for the first time in, in 117 years. <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> so what was the weirdest thing that came up this year? Um, I don't know if it's it's the weirdest thing, but I, I was most proud of um, the fact that an enactment got passed to allow two zones in the Rotary world, which would be um, Great Britain and, and uh, as well as Australia, New Zealand, to have a pilot program to try Rotary a different way. Right. And, and the group collectively approved for them to have a six year pilot to not necessarily have the same governance that we're used to in our Rotary world. Not to say that that's going to be ultimately the way they move forward. But I think we all can understand and accept that Rotary is going to look different and looks different everywhere in the world. So what Absolutely. might work in North America might not work in India and, and just vice versa. Right. Something that's doing phenomenal in Japan might not be perfect for Africa. And when you look at it from a global perspective, to have one set of governance and one set of of kind of rules and regulations for an entire organization that spans 220 countries and geographic locations is is cumbersome. So I think this was the first step to allow the concept of regionalization, not to necessarily change the rotary world in which you live, but allow Mm -hmm. for a rotary world that's somewhere else to do it a little bit differently under the premise, and this is where I am a big believer in, as long as all the Rotarians share in the same ideals that I share in, right, and, and fun, find the, the way to move forward using the, the principles, the four-way test, um, then I think everything else is, is all about delivery. Well, and I think, 
I, I think people are sometimes are surprised to know that there is more than one Rotary magazine, right? There's the Rotary magazine that I get on my iPad every month. And that one is out of Illinois, outside of there in Chicago. But there is one in India. And there is we've had Dave King on the show who has his Rotary magazine in Great Britain, who's outside of the Rotary magazine here in North America is the second oldest one. And so there's always been divisions. I think that's using that magazine. Well, as an I, I, I would, I would ask, I don't want division sounds, you know, it, touche. Right. right. There's always right. been, there's okay. All right. I hear you. There's, there's different delivery methods. How about that? So Ooh, there's different lovely. ways to, okay. del- to deliver the experience. And, and I'm all about club experience, right. And rotary experience. And I want to make sure that all of our members, all 1.4 million people who subscribe in one way or another to rotary, that we're meeting their expectations, right? We're giving them the experience that they're looking for because if we're not, we know how that story ends, right? Um, and we have to find ways in all parts of the world to, to provide a, a top-notch experience so that our members, our current members are getting what they're looking for. And for the members we're looking to bring in, we're meeting their expectations as well. Well, and, and I have to say, I'm very proud to say that someone who was at the the Council of Legislation happens to be a member of my group, and that is Jane Helton was there. And um, in fact, she's honoring us by coming back and actually going to do a whole program about the legislation. So I got teases. Um, One thing I found really interesting was how you could be a member two places at the same time. So we have a lot of snowbirds here in Washington state. They go down to Mexico or they go down to California. They get the heck out of the gray that hits us like six months, but you can still stay a member. What would be the reason for that? Why do you yeah, so join your local group? That enactment did not, did not move forward um, okay. as it relates to having dual membership where you become a, a full-fledged voting Rotarian in both places. Okay. In our current model, you can be a member in club, you know, in, in the Northwest, and you could be an honorary member in a club in Arizona. There's nothing wrong with that. And what I think people sometimes lose track of is simply by wearing the pin and being part of this organization, you're a member of all 35,000 clubs. Because right. if you've ever had the opportunity to travel internationally, doesn't matter where you go, if you wear the mark of excellence, you are welcomed as a brother or sister everywhere. And that's mm-hmm. a really, really cool feature about this organization. Having said that, from a a logistical operation perspective, for nothing else, it would be really, really cumbersome to have somebody be a physical member of two clubs because you have you have a couple different, you know, obviously, um, well, I'm not going to use the word divisions, but different organizations. That was my word. (laughs) You took that for the day. Um, There's different organizations that just make it difficult. Like, for instance, Rotary International, when they send out their their dudes, who are they billing? Right. It just it becomes true. It becomes a little little tough. So with that being said, um, the enactment, unfortunately, or I should say fortunately, because I couldn't tell you that I was supportive of it, failed. But but the tenor behind it, I'm fully supportive of in that any individual who's part of this organization can participate in multiple venues and multiple locations. That I think is awesome. And I, I very much feel that that should be around and will be around in the coming years. So you've done this Council of Legislation. You've done PETS. How how does the future look for Rotary in this upcoming year? And we're not even talking international yet. Your position yeah, yeah. there. I, I I am 
always a, a optimistic person when it comes to life in general, but specifically when it comes to Rotary, I'm optimistic because the messaging is the right messaging. We are now hopefully past the whole COVID situation where there's going to be more in person, there's more opportunity, but you get the silver lining of what we just learned, right? Our organization more forward 10 years from a technology perspective. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of hybrid opportunity, even just this, this council we just spoke on was the first time in Rotary history in which an event like this was done hybrid. And we had 300 some odd people in person in Chicago and we had 100 some odd people online. Wow. And it was from the Chicago side, it was seamless. Like I know the technical side for those maybe, you know, experiencing at home might not have been as seamless as we had, but from our perspective, everyone's voice was represented and it was incredible. And you had people on there that was three o'clock in the morning when we were in session in Chicago. I mean, you're, you're talking about a global perspective. Right. Um, so it's just really, really cool. So when you ask, where do I see Rotary in, in the coming year or years? I think it's, it's, it's all up from here because you have a, a conversation that's been started in that I think we all can acknowledge where our opportunities are and we can all acknowledge what, what we bring to the table. And it's, and it's a positive message in that we have an amazing, amazing organization. And now it's the point in, in which we need to make sure others know about it. And we're being mindful of, of the Rotarians currently in our ranks and, and providing, as I mentioned before, the best possible experience we can for them. So I, I've been known to be the devil's advocate, so I'll just I'll sure. I'll throw it out there. I will I will throw the grenade out there. If you have India that has a very strong independent uh, uh, streak to them, and now you have these three areas in Europe that are getting these very independent streak to them, are we breaking apart in Rotary, or are we actually becoming stronger? If we have three areas that are running their things differently than we do in yes. North America, is that stronger or weakening? So I will tell you specifically, India is running it just like it is in North America. So we, we can tell you that that there's not a, a, a difference there as, as of now. Um, and I don't see it as a weakness. I see it as a strength, because as we were talking about before, having people do things differently is not a bad thing. Right. As long as they're doing it for the same same ultimate purpose. Right. And that's networking. That's fellowship. That's giving back to our communities. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. So delivery method, you know, is, is what we might get caught up in. But at the end of the day, that there, there is a platform that exists that hasn't been thought of yet. Or I should say doesn't exist because it hasn't been thought of yet. That might be the rotary 20 years from now. Right. And to be part of an organization that's able to look forward and not, you know, unfortunately, you know, stunt things or not allow for things because we're, we're too rigid, that's where I see a problem. So as long as you have a council on legislation that's, that's progressive and is willing to, to be open, you have a board of directors, which I'm very excited for, that understands the opportunities and is looking forward to, to meeting the challenge and, and finding ways for it to work for everybody. I think it makes our organization stronger as, as a whole because we, we bring different perspectives. And that's what it's always about is bringing all perspectives and make sure we're, we're relevant to all demographics. So, so fascinating, number one. Uh, I ask all my listeners to look up the Council of Legislation. I know that... Um, your reports were sent to my whole district. And as the president, I passed them on to uh, my my board and then my my group. And I have to say the sad part was that I had some Rotarians that had been Rotarians for a very long time 
that kept asking me what this thing was. So I, I really encourage people to look up the Council of Legislation. It's, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's a fascinating work. And the whole idea that you do it, uh, I would say compared to any other civics organization, this is almost like a little baby UN, but for Rotary, as far as its representation all over the world, you're saying it was close to 500 people, I guess, in total. It's it's absolutely incredible. And it is, it's not a mini UN, it's a big UN. It's a big um, UN, yeah. The, the largest governing body um, that I'm aware of in the world that I can't think of another country that manages its governance with 500 some odd individuals, Right. Um, usually it's it's a tighter group. So just for nothing other than just to to manage that it is a feat and and is a very impressive thing to watch. But everyone has an opportunity to to share their their perspective and opinion, and it's done in a very very respectful way. And and we obviously produce some some impressive product when it's all said and done. And it's and it's funny because we think of you know I whether we agree or disagree with the politics of what's going on in America, that is there's, there's parliaments and chambers of government of all different shapes and sizes throughout this whole council of legislation. And all of them have equal vote. It's quite democratic. I have to say it's, it's, it's really rather inspiring. And I have a feeling it's not nearly as yelly or raucous as some of the other parties. Mind you, I've never been in the chambers um, on the floor of our U.S. Congress or, you know, what, what have you. But I will tell you, it is an extremely respectful place to be in the council legislation in Chicago. This is my second opportunity to do it. I did it in 2019. And it's one of those, you know, top experiences in Rotary that it's just it's it's so amazing. And, and it shows you how big of a, a per, world perspective the organization has. Um, which is tremendous. So it doesn't. So it does not meet again until 2025. It does not meet as as council on legislation. They have something called council on resolutions that happen in between right. for right. for things that can that don't need um, to to go in front of the the council on legislation. That happens every year, and it's the same individual who represents their district um, for the council on legislation will serve on the council on resolutions for two years before they have the you know to before they serve on council on, on legislation so the big one then we have to it's wait not three happening years. until 2025 correct till 2025 so you did pets you did council of legislation and then i misquoted you completely you are not international vice president sorry jennifer okay. has decided to do a a a female power group for we, the, we um, all have we all have things <laughs> to strive for so i have two years on on the board and hopefully uh you know well so you go from pets to uh, the Council of Legislation. And now, uh, gosh, as I'm looking at my watch here, you're counting down to be on the on the board of Rotary International with some other dear friends of the podcast. Are you ready? How you feel? I feel great. Um, and, and what I think makes me feel better than probably any person in my position could feel before me is the fact that of how early we had access to the board. So when I say that, traditionally in, in, in what's happened previously, when you become a, a director elect, right? So six months prior to you serving office on July 1, right. the current board brings you into what's called backbench, right? So all the boards that have come before on the January 1 and the, the January meeting, they get to, to attend and see what happens. 
Right. We as a group, myself and my classmates, um, came on actually our end year. So by the time we become directors, we will have had 18 months with the board, every decision, every conversation that was had, we were present. And rather than us backbenching come that that January meeting, we were kind of brought to the table and we had a full voice at those meetings. Now we didn't have voting rights, of course, because we we weren't directors at that point, but our perspective was heard and it was welcomed. So I think we we go into this more prepared in a way than anyone who's ever been been in this position before has been prepared simply because with the the silver lining of COVID and everything being virtual, our end year, President Holger at the time invited us in. So we had all the board meetings. We had the second half of Holger's year. We've had the entire year of, of Shaker as president. And now we get to go in with Jennifer um, having truly understood and and have the experience of being what a board member is. And we've had access to, to what we call board books and all the reading material and everything else. So we we have a leg up. So I, I am very much feeling prepared um, and, and ready for this opportunity. Well, that and that was going to be my next question. Where did this start? So this was so this was Hoger's idea or was this an, an RI kind of collective idea or because so it makes me I think would, that this was a problem in the past that they are, that it was kind of a trial by fire before. And now you're giving all that oh, back up. I think it was always recognized that it would be so great to have more in this meeting. Okay. However, economic economics come into play. Right. Right. So when you have an in-person meeting and there's no hybrid component, you only can invite so many people because you only have so much money that to be spent on the meeting. Right. Whereas with Holger's meeting or meetings, I should say, there was no economics. It was a link. So as right. long as you you qualify, right, you, you get a link and you're part of this meeting. Wow. So I think that really advanced things. And then even to say the most recent board meetings, not every one of the board members can be present because of the current protocols in place. So right. all of our meetings have had a hybrid component that we sit in Chicago and Evanston at, at one rotary. We're all wearing headphones and we have laptops in front of us. So while we're all in the room, we're on a Zoom meeting for those who are, for instance, in, in South America or they're in, in Asia who can't be with us in person. They're part of the meeting as well. So it, it wasn't that nobody wanted to do it before. We just didn't have the opportunity. So it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward and whether the hybrid component will remain. I think it's tremendous. I think it's great. I hope it'll there'll always be a hybrid opportunity because I think the ends or whoever's coming in should have the same opportunity that myself and my classmates have had because I, I think it, it prepared us, you know, better than than anyone could could ever be prepared before. And and I agree. I think I think because we're kind of in that weird where we start in the summer, end in the summer kind of time frame it it is it sometimes a year a rotary year is an, is an interesting time of year for sure and i know that i've been um honored to to be serving on one of jennifer's committees and that started in january so i'm on one of her task force for her for her tour for her imagine tour and i loved that i could still that i could start talking to ri now because when you're talking about events, some, some events and, and promotional stuff needs to start six to eight months in advance. So if we, if we walked through the door July 1st and said, welcome to the task force, uh, I know, you know, the, the publicist side of me and all that kind of stuff would be, I don't know what I, what I can do for you. I, I needed to start this six, eight months ago. Of course. I needed to prep. I needed to know how Rotary International works. 
and I think that was very interesting. I mean, you got you guys got 18 months to figure out how how the board works. How does it how does it feel? How much so voice we, do you have? How much right. you know? We, we got 18 months compared to six months. So that that just put in yeah. a nutshell sums up what, what we've had as supposed. So so now that I've built this up, we, we need to, <laughs> we, we need to be able to to deliver. Right. Um, no pressure, but Jennifer yeah, is no, now no, going, no okay, dude, what's up? <laughs> but but I can I can tell you that that I'm I'm ready for that, right? And I and I don't want to speak for my my colleagues, but I think we're all ready for that. We just came off of you mentioned. COL, we spent the week and a half prior to that in Evanston together. So we were together for two and a half weeks just recently at the beginning of, of April, um, which was was such amazing time because we were we were together every night. We were going out to dinner every, you know, every day we were together all day in, in a boardroom. So we, we we lived it for for almost three weeks, um, which was tremendous. Like, I think that was an opportunity that we were very fortunate to have that not every, again, there's only a COL once every three years. So all the stars have to align for these things to happen. And, and we've, we've had them happen. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So pets, council of legislation, board meeting, and you had to start somewhere. And so we're, we're going to, we're going to poke around a few of those questions for the podcast that we always have. And that is, there had to be a time when Drew Kessler was just a person and not even a Rotarian, (laughs) you know, just because I see you in your rotary shirt. I see you at all the rotary things. I assume we're going to bump into each other uh, in a month or so in, in Houston. We better. Um, Well, what made you come to Rotary? What made Drew Kessler the 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 Rotarian that he is now? How did you get started in Rotary? So it's it's so interesting the way you phrased it, where there had to be a time where I wasn't a Rotarian. Exactly. So, funny, funny enough, um, I am forty one years old, and half my my life, my entire adult life, I've identified as a Rotarian, which wow. I just think it's pretty crazy, right? Because I I I came into this organization when I was twenty years old. Well, see, that doesn't make sense. You would have had to have been a rotor actor. You and, can't and, just be a Rotarian yeah. at well, 20. And, and that's the, the beauty of, I guess, the, the world I live in, in that there was no such <laughs> thing as, as Rotaract. Um, okay. You know, I, I had no exposure to Rotary whatsoever until I was in the right place at the right time. I bought my first property. Um, and it just so happened that my next door neighbor was the incoming president of the local Rotary Club. And Ron was in his mid thirties at the time. And it was, was really part of a, a extremely vibrant rotary club. Ron saw an issue that we all, I think can see today, but he saw this 20 years ago that his vibrant rotary club um, was significantly his senior. I mean, they, they were older members They were doing great in the community, but he realized that if he didn't get younger and get younger quickly and specifically from a leadership perspective, there wasn't going to be this great vibrant club. So as luck would have it, as I mentioned, I moved in next to him and, and he approached me and, and he said, Drew, would you consider coming to a Rotary meeting? And outside of him asking me, you know, would I consider this? I had no, as I mentioned, no experience, no um, opportunity to know what Rotary was. Um, Interact was not in my high school. I was not part of youth exchange outside of seeing the mark of excellence on, on the side of the road. Right. I couldn't tell you what a Rotary wheel was for anything. <laughs> So I asked Ron what I thought was the most natural question. And I think we all get asked this question. I said, Ron, what is Rotary? 
And the answer he gave me, which is now fast forward, you know, 20 years, um, I think holds true today, just like it held back then. And he said, don't worry about what Rotary is. You just show up this Thursday and I'm going to introduce you to all the movers and shakers of our community. Now, 20 years old, just starting my professional career from a selfish perspective, how can I possibly say no to Ron opening this door for me and allowing me to network with with what he's calling as the movers and shakers of our community? Mm-hmm. So that Thursday, I went to my first Rotary meeting and, and Rod held up his end of the bargain because when I walked through through the doors, I had everybody from our community kind of sitting right in front of me. I had the local mayor. I had the, the you know, a Supreme Court judge. I had the vice president of the local bank. You name the who's who. They were at the North Rock and Rotary Club. But it's what happened next that for me will forever have changed my, my life and, and just had me totally engaged from, from the get go because I was introduced to Gary and Bud and Bill and Emily and all these people as equal, right? I saw myself as a 20-year-old kid, and these people were well, well above me from mm-hmm. a, a social, from an economic, from a life, from every kind of experience imaginable, but they didn't see that because that's the beauty of Rotary, right? It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, how much money you make, what your religion is, it all goes out the window because when you walk through the Rotary door, we're all just Rotarians. And I thought that hands down was the coolest thing ever that me at 20 could be sitting across from somebody who was 60, who took just as much stock in what I was saying as I was taking what they were saying. And I knew it was such a, such a special place. Um, and Ron forever changed my life, right? By, by that one ask, that one, you know, will you come this Thursday? I now, as you mentioned, been on this, this rotary path for all these years. Um, and they got to do such such amazing things that I will never, ever, ever be able to pay it forward for all the things that I've taken from this organization. So way to go, Ron. I, I, I say that Ron. again. Right. Way to go, Ron. And I do find it very interesting that Ron was just like, hey, just come. I think we have a stigma about asking and 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 to, to have people come to a meeting. I had a, a gentleman that had been coming three or four times to our club and he was paying five bucks to come in as a guest and he had come to projects and he'd come to all this stuff. And all of a sudden I had members that complained and said, you know, that guy just, you know, he just keeps coming. He hasn't, he hasn't joined if he's, if he's going to. And I said, has anybody asked him? And they all looked at me like I was speaking in another language. And so I walked up to Kevin and I said, Kevin, would you like to join Rotary? And he's like, oh my gosh, I would love to join Rotary. And I said, here, here's an application. I would be honored if you would be a part of my Rotary group. And that's a gentleman who had been in through the door. What a novel concept. It's absolutely incredible to me um, that the assumptions the the fear of the no, right? I mean, I I I'm a, I'm in sales. I've always you know been been in sales, so I I don't have that that concern of somebody turning me down. Um, but at the end of the day, and I think a lot of it has to do with, and I always go back to to the to the experience that our members are having, because if they're having the experience, like if they're having the experience that I had, it's very easy to bring somebody into Rotary, right? Sure. Because you spend five five minutes talking to me, you hear how passionate I am about this organization. And and that will move somebody to get to that meeting. I can almost feel confident in saying I can get anyone to a meeting. The problem is, is when you get them to that meeting, will the experience that they have 
be the one that I am happy about, I want them to have, and will be what they're looking for. So I think when we're looking for our members to, to ask, to ask colleagues and friends and family to be part of us, I think we have to dig deeper and make sure that the experience that those members are having are what they're looking for. And I think it's very hard to ask somebody to join something or be part of something that we're not fully in, right? Like that, that we don't take pride in. I take pride in this organization, but I also recognize that the delivery of this organization is quite different amongst all the clubs in, in our rotary world. Yes. Um, and I can't say that that there, there's some that are doing it awesome. There's others that that have you know some opportunity to, to maybe do it differently or better. Um, you know, and, and I hope that everybody can have, you know, the experience that that would be the, the best experience because those are the Rotarians that I know will be with us for life. Well, and I and I had it explained to me by one guest that Rotary is the McDonald's of civics organizations. And I was like, okay. And he, he explained that there is McDonald's, the corporate McDonald's, the flashiness, the the beautiful billboards, the, all that kind of stuff. And then it can trickle down to some really good McDonald's. I don't, I don't eat McDonald's, so you'll have to bear with me here. And then you, then all of a sudden you get some franchises. And we've all been to the one or two franchises where the the French fries are soggy and the bread is stale. And but they're all McDonald's. And when I heard that, I was like, oh crap, that's like a perfect example of rotary. And somebody may be, and my point is somebody may be very attracted to me. I am the current president of my group. And they may think, oh my God, she's energetic and she's doing all this kind of stuff. But every 12 months we we change presidents. We don't have so Drew Kessler is this year, but Drew Kessler may not be next year. How do you, how can you fix that? Can you fix that? I think you can fix that because I think if we as an organization on all levels become more collaborative in our thinking and more consensus building in that it's not an individual who gets to kind of dictate or decide for the club for the year, where it's a group of individuals, right? So you have a succession line of three or four individuals who are part of a leadership team who craft whatever it's going to look like for its for the members then you're not getting the starts and stops that you have in in our world. Because again, as you mentioned, it's a one-year position. So, you know, a lot of times the president will come into the position, kind of get their feet wet and it takes four to six months for them to kind of get going. Then they figure out what they're doing and then we're pushing them out the door. Um, (laughs) Then like May, June comes and they're already like, have a few parties, rotating the wheel, you're out of here. Yeah. It's a difficult business model if you're running a business, right? But we're not running a business. Um, but we're delivering a product. So it's it's we're in this this really weird catch-22 world. But I do think the solution to it is if you have groups that are doing this where you can plug and play. And, and it's not just one person who's trying to do something for a given year, but rather a program that's put out that whether it gets accomplished this year, next year, the year after, it's the fact that the club's accomplishing it. I yeah. think we'll, we'll minimize a little bit some of the, the ebbs and the flows that we're, we become used to in, in our club meetings. So you said a couple times, um, the symbol of excellence for the wheel. You haven't called the mark it the of wheel, excellence. The yeah, mark yeah. of excellence. Okay. Um, that leads me to the question is what does a Rotarian mean to you? Because it, I house, I also have noticed as we are recording this audio, I am looking at you as on the screen 
And I don't know if you know this, Drew, but every time that you say those words, the symbol of the mark of, is that what do you call it? The mark of excellence? Mark, mark of excellence. Yep. Okay. So that's the first time you didn't do it. You are wearing a rotary shirt. And every time you have said the mark of excellence, you have tapped the rotary on your shirt. So what does being a Rotarian mean to you? I mean, that mark of excellence, it's almost like, like, don't be messed with my mark of excellence, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to, to, to me, it's 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 a way of life, right? Okay. I mean, everybody has different things that kind of motivate them and direct them in, in how they want to be a human being. And for me, it's 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 rotary. Rotary provides that that light that you know I want to wake up every morning and, and do everything I can to live my life by by the ideals of rotary, of you know, everything that comes before me. And and we all know the four-way test, but we don't always say before it of the things we think say or say do. Or do that's my favorite part yeah and and <laughs> that's that's how i want to live like i i believe in the golden rule and and the whole concept and to me if if everything that comes before me i can answer with four yeses then i know i'm on the right track and rotary is the one that or as an organization provides that for me so when i see a fellow rotarian whether it's in my own backyard or i'm on the other side of the world we have that common synergy that we believe in this ideal and, and to me, that that's what makes this thing so special. And, and I'm so proud to be, be part of it. So, but can it get slightly frustrating? I mean, I sit there and say, I mean, I'll, I'll go to my club meeting that's having these very 1% problems on my beautiful little island out here in the Puget Sound. And maybe earlier that day, I had been on a strategic engagement meeting or I had done some type of interview with some Rotarian well, I had a I had an interview with a Rotarian in India who's who's making prosthetic hands so people can have, you know, a life. And I've got local Rotarians that are upset because it's raining or something like that. And it's just doesn't I mean, you're you're in the trenches. Doesn't stuff like that just become so incredibly frustrating? How do you just yeah. kind of smile no, and shake it off? It, it's it's human nature, right? I mean, it's. it's <laughs> It's your scope of life, right? And and what right. you have exposure to, and 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 I get it. Um, and and what someone's problem here is in in our backyard would be the best day in the in the life of somebody somewhere else. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and, and this is a dream, and and you know, it's 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 this organization provides that that scope and that look in because you're a Zoom away, you're a right. flight away, you're a phone call away. From either getting your hands dirty in the project to learning about the project, mm-hmm. um, you know, or just I, writing a check for the project. Well, right, and and, and everyone right. has a different level of of what they want to experience and what they want to how they want to participate. But this allows you to understand what's going on, not in just the those the local world around you, but the global world around you, um, which is impressive. And as far as frustration, you know, I. I I don't know. I kind of try to live by by the the motto: "Don't sweat the small stuff." Like I'm I'm not gonna have those um, those things e- even have me shake my head. It's just it's it's. So so you're you're politely telling me to get over myself, I guess, and I and I and I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. I mean, you know, it is it is slightly pompous to say, "Do you understand who I talked to this morning?" And you guys are all upset about this. Now stop it. So. It- so I'm sure I can get out of my own it's, way. Listen, it's, it's all re- it's all relative, right? Every, it's everybody, true. you know, 
you know, you, you, you talk to Mark Bella about, you know, how many billions of people don't have toilets and you go up stairs to your house with two or three and you go, oh, okay, maybe I should chill out about the world. Just, just a little bit. So there are other people in your family who are Rotarians. You are just, you're just a Rotarian machine. Your wife is also a Rotarian. Is that correct? Uh, yes, my I'm very proud. My wife is a Rotarian. She's a past president of her club. She's in a past assistant governor for our district. She's currently our district's um, community service chair. So my wife is 100% all in. She became a member actually the year I had the opportunity to serve as governor. So it was a, a pretty cool thing to be able to pin her towards the end of my, my governor year. And then you have some junior Rotarians. I do. I do. I have, a, I have, I have a whole, whole household. Um, so Rotary has touched every single member of my household. Um, as we mentioned, we, we have my wife and also we have, we have five children and one way or another, they all can credit, you know, something in, in, in this Rotary world. So my oldest who is graduating university in a month, um, ah, spent her sophomore year of high school in Rome, Italy where she did a Rotary Youth Exchange and she became fluent in, in Italian. She went back every summer up until COVID um, and mm-hmm. it definitely changed the, the path of her life. My son, who was in his second year of university, um, was an interactor, was um, credits Ryla as one of the best experiences he's ever had in life. Um, my daughter, who is in her third year of high school, um, another interactor and, and she is always, you know, looking to feed the homeless or doing something service oriented. And then you have my, my little boys, um, my nine-year-old, my six-year-old and, um, my nine-year-old is, is the one I, I am very happy with right now at the moment as it, as it turns <laughs> to, to the rotary, um, the rotary magic, because we happened to be at a conference a couple of years back in, in Canada and uh, Jackson was with us and he heard about early act. Um, which for those who are not aware of early act is basically interact for, for elementary school for right. that, you know, the, the nine through 12 year old. And, and if you don't know what interact is, it's, it's basically a rotary club for, for the high school younger, yeah. younger folks. Right. So Jackson heard about early act and I didn't even realize if you will, he was paying attention when they were talking about it at the conference we were at. And if you fast forward to, to last year during the, the pandemic, um, the kids were able to go back to school for in our world hybrid for a while. And they were going full time towards the end of the year. Um, but he was having the, the, the in-person school experience. And my wife and I received a phone call from the principal um, of his school. And Jackson was in third grade at the time. And the principal was calling us to, to have a conversation. And, and I can share with you that when I was in third grade, if my parents were getting a phone call oh, heck from yeah. the principal, <laughs> it, was not, it was not going to be a good night at the Kessler house, right? No. Like I, I, it's like, but, what did I get caught? What did I do? And right. then what do I think I got caught at? So it could be right. two totally different things. Totally different things. But, <laughs> but that's not how this call went, because this call went that the principal was calling because she had somebody come to her office knock on her door and spend a half an hour talking to her about what early act is. And when she asked what Rotary was, our son Jackson went on a 10 minute, you know, dissertation about all the good works that this amazing organization does. And this was unprompted. And this is, he was answering questions that I would challenge many Rotarians to be able to answer in that when we get asked what Rotary is, there's a lot of times we stumble and this kid just had, and he took it upon himself to, to introduce this principal to early act to ask if he could start this program within in, in his school. Um, and, and it was just such a, a defining and amazing moment for our house. 
And he was then all about, he had to start an early at club. So over the summer, we went online, printed up everything we could possibly print up when it comes to early act. And there are, there are pieces of information out there. So if anyone's interested, Google early act, and you'll get mm-hmm. PDFs and everything to teach you about it. First week of school, he's back at, at Mrs. Driscoll's office, knocking on, on her door, because she said, if you come back at the beginning of next year, we'll get this thing going. And lo and behold, um, that's exactly what happened. And, and Jackson, you know, with, with the help of, of the, the school, started an early act club. Um, and I will tell you, one of the proudest moments I've had as a Rotarian and more so as, as a parent was when the, um, the flyer came home asking all the members of the school, the students, if they want to participate in early act. And there it was, this flyer that would have never happened if it wasn't for Jackson with wow. a rotary, with the mark of excellence right in the corner. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's saying rotary right across from it. You know, and 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 I've you know attributed, and for those who, who follow me on Facebook, will will hopefully recognize this quote when I say it. But I I've been I've had the opportunity and the fortune of having so many different roles in this organization, and I'm very proud of those roles and the titles that come with it. But there's nothing that will ever replace the title of being Jackson Kessler's father, and, and that's what to me this this is what it was all about. And I it just it showed that the path I'm putting these kids on and this family on is the right path. Cause I now have somebody who wants to do good in his community. His community is his school and he's so excited to, to be giving back. And that's all I could ever ask for. So you asked me before, you know, what, what do I see as, as rotary? It's just this, it's, it's a way of life. And, and now the next generation has caught the bug. So are the Kesslers the exception to the rule or are the Kesslers, the new, uh, poster family for what rotary could be i don't necessarily know for a poster family for anything but I, I'd, <laughs> like to, I, I, I'd like to think that that we're not the exception i'd like to think if if others realized and saw what's possible realized and saw what this organization offers realized and saw that you can have a family you can have a full-time job and be part of this um, I think it, it, it would provide different perspective and i think it would allow for many folks that might not take the opportunity while they're raising kids to be part of this. And they there's so many that wait until they retire to get involved. Um, I, I think you could be involved straight through. And, and by doing so, and you hear the stories all throughout the organization for those who had kids that grew up in it, or even better yet, the second and third generation Rotarians that we get to live with in our Rotary world that, that grew up just as my kids are growing up, they, they have a different perspective. Like they bring to the table something that those who didn't have can't bring. Um, so I, I hope to think that that maybe even if we, as you know, those who are doing it can show what's possible. I think that that'll go a long way. So, and and I guess you are the the greatest argument to um, some of the rotor actors that I have talked to that have just said I can't be a Rotarian because I'm a young mom or I'm a professional person. Um, yeah. You're you're kind of the the litmus test to say, um, excuse me, um, hi there. Let me introduce you to Jackson and the rest of his brothers and sisters, and et cetera, et cetera. So I know you have twenty more meetings today and a bus to catch. So um, I'm going to ask you one more question, and I, I so appreciate your time, and thank you for being uh, so loving to my snarkiness of all the twenty things in the million lines that Drew Kessler has done in the you know. We should have a book called Where in the World is Drew Kessler? Um, <laughs> How about we start with a Where's Waldo and just see where you can find just, my head. In the that's, right, that's right, because I assume you're somewhere in the crowd with him. 
So elevator pitch, it's always the classic one that we end every podcast with. I'm on an elevator. I see your, your uh, beautiful logo on your shirt. And I say, oh yeah, Rotary, I've heard of that. Why ever would anybody want to join Rotary? What do you tell them, Drew? Well, for me, it's very simple. Rotary's an organization that changed my life. And then, which of course, because you're a salesman, you know that immediately is going to ask somebody to say, well, how? And bam. And I, yeah, got I'm, I'm just going to go into all, all the incredible things that this organization offers. But at the end of the day, it's it's a question that was asked of me 20 years ago, changed my life. It changed the life of everybody around me. And we've been we've been blessed ever since because of it. Wow. Well, Drew, thank you so much. Thank you uh, for I will I will throw myself under the bus to say that this is the second time that Drew and I have had a chance to talk. Uh, the other one uh, was was shorter and not as sweet. How does that sound? That sounds great. Um, okay. I thank you so much for your time. I think uh, your family is enjoying seeing you again. Where do travels take you next? So we went from pet season to conference season. So what kicks uh, off uh, this coming weekend is a litany of weekends, which most of my, my family will be with me. So I'm excited for that. Um, we will be at district conferences all the way up until we're in Houston. So I'm looking forward to meeting you in person in Houston. And, absolutely. Uh, we'll be there for almost two weeks. So at some point or another, um, we'll we'll catch up and, and see you. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm not going to be there for two weeks, but I know I could definitely find you for sure. <laughs> Drew, it is always a pleasure to see you. And thank you so much. And I will see you soon. <laughs> Very good. Thank you for having me. And listen, most important, thank you for all that you're doing. I, I think oh, any, any opportunity for awareness and, and what you're bringing light to, I think is absolutely tremendous. So just know it, it doesn't go unrecognized and unnoticed and, and it's appreciated. And thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Mwah. Thank you so much for being on the show, Drew. And I'm happy to report that Daddy Kessler made it to the bus stop with time to spare. So uh, keeping me on task is always a good thing. Now, I'm going to have to look into my crystal ball here because by the time you're listening to this podcast, well, Houston is over. Uh, Jennifer is now our president. And uh, the world is a happy place. And maybe, just maybe... Drew's had a little time to relax. Did we meet? Hmm. Crystal ball. Crystal. Yes, we absolutely did meet. And if you're off to international conference, I hope I met you too. All right. This is getting a little weird. You know the drill. We're at the end of the show. So if you know somebody that would like to hear the podcast, have them follow us, will you? And subscribe and rate us. And you know the whole drill as well. If you want to hear my more musical side, check out Rotary Radio UK. All right, then, until next week, take care of yourself and the world around you, and we'll hear you next time on the I'm Rotarian podcast. Have a wonderful week, everybody.